we have actually seen that uh, many Canadian telecommunications companies, if not all of them, have uh, started to remove Huawei from their networks and are moving forward in ways that doesn't involve them as a company. Uh, we uh, continue to uh, to weigh and look at the different options, uh, but we will be uh, no doubt making announcements in the coming weeks. So we continue to watch and wait. Will Canada follow the steps taken by many of our allies in saying Huawei 5G will not be allowed in the country. That's happened in the U.S., it's happened in the U.K., it's happened in New Zealand, Australia. Um, Canada at this point has not made a decision as to whether or not Huawei will be allowed to operate in this country. Um, maybe the two Michaels fit into it, and maybe that's why the Prime Minister is now talking about it, since that situation is resolved. Um, already, a lot of the telecom, the big telecoms in Canada have moved on. Uh, they found other 5G providers, so it's not even a discussion for them at this point. But there's a lot of people saying, why are we waiting? Why haven't we made this decision? Why are we so far behind our allies on this? Um, one of those people is Margaret McQuaig-Johnson, a senior fellow at the University of Ottawa's Graduate School of Public and International Affairs. Um, Margaret, thank you for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. Good to be with you. Yeah, you're firmly in that group, right, saying, you know what? Huawei shouldn't be allowed to operate in this country, and we should have already come out and stated so. That's right. Um, I've been saying that for a few years. Um, We've certainly seen evidence that Huawei has uh, stolen intellectual property in other uh, countries. It's been accused of spying with real evidence that it has. Um, There are about 1,843 reasons why we should not accept Huawei on our 5G. And it was really um, interesting to see that, you know, with the release of the Michaels over the weekend, uh, about five minutes later, the PM was saying that in a, a few weeks he, he'll be ready to make an mm-hmm. announcement on Huawei. So I think it's pretty clear that uh, the government has been very careful over the last, uh, well, it's two and a half years. It's terrible what they went, went through. But um, they've been careful to not rock the boat with China on other things in case that might come back uh, and affect the Michaels. Um. Just go through some of the things that we're worried about and why so many of our allies have stood up and said, you know what, we don't want Huawei operating here. It's primarily security concerns. Huawei essentially is an arm of the Chinese government. It is. Um, The Chinese government likes to say it's a private company, but it's only 1% owned by Meng Wanzhou's father. Uh, Ren Jinfei. Um, and the rest is owned by what's called um, uh, uh, Employee Worker Union Committee, uh, and that is accountable to the Communist Party. Um, and so uh, it's, it's when, a, when an employee leaves the con- country uh, company, they're not able to take their shares with them. So they don't really own them. It's just a, a way of the party controlling that company. And so um, I think one of the things that's concerned with something like 5G, which is a, a much more intricate software-heavy um, uh, system than the previous uh, 4G systems is that um, it's a lot easier to put in back doors um, uh, to to control the system. And in fact, the back doors exist by by each of the vendors of these kinds of systems so that they can provide uh, uh, fixes, technology fixes, um, every uh, a couple of times a week uh, and then updates of 
of the software. And so there are backdoors anyway mm-hmm. uh, for Huawei to, to uh, control. And um, in addition to that, um, the, in 2017, the Chinese government passed the national security law, which required for the first time that companies spy if they are requested by the government and that they keep that spying secret. And if they're found out, the, 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 the legislation says that the government will support them. So, you know, it's pretty clear what, a, what the intention is here. If China wanted to uh, relieve the concerns that are being expressed by a lot of countries around the world about Huawei technology, they could rescind the legislation, but they haven't done that. Okay. A um, couple of things I want to dive a little deeper into. 5G. Um, that's what we keep talking about. Now, when we see, you know, the big carriers in Canada, the wireless carriers have already signed deals with the likes of Ericsson and Nokia. Um, so why Huawei 5G isn't even really on the radar, but is that all we need to be worried about? Or is, is the private sector handling this? I'm sure Huawei has other fingers and other pies, right? Well, TELUS, um, Bell, and Rogers are the big systems across the country. And Rogers has it has said they'll never go with Huawei. Yep. So they, they're taken out. At the, uh, Bell had been using it, but, um, but stopped about a year ago when they saw the signals that it was being turned down in other countries like the UK. TELUS um, has continued to buy the software and put it on top of their 4G hardware. So they're using 5G software. That's why TELUS says that it's offering 5G. Um, And my understanding is that um, it's also continuing to buy some hardware on spec in case the government allows it to use it. But then they'll have to sell it if the government bans Okay. Which I completely expect that they will. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, let's talk about how the two Michael situation fits into this. Now that that has been resolved, we're hearing the Prime Minister actually talking about, well, we'll make a decision on this finally. Do you think that was a major barrier to Canada not saying earlier Huawei will not be allowed in Canada? Was that the primary factor that has pushed this down the road so far? Yes, I believe it was. Um, I was a senior official in the Canadian government. I was in government for 37 years. And I can tell you it doesn't take three and a half years to make a decision like this. Uh, there's a lot of evidence uh, about the the potential for um, putting in bugs in the system that it can be activated at a later time, completely shutting down parts of the system. So the, there are very good reasons why not to use it. And the security agencies provided advice to the government a number of years ago. But I think the government's been sitting on it, saying that the review is still in process because they didn't want yeah. to show their hand and poke the dragon, as it's called. Exactly. So obviously the practical reasons are abundant. But in terms of you know the other reasons for this, when you have the Five Eyes group, all of them, except Canada, coming out and saying this, you know, we keep talking about having a unified front and an international uh, coalition to sort of stand up to some of the things that the Chinese are doing. It's important to be part of that. Just saying we're with our allies on this seems to me to make really good political sense, doesn't it? It does. And the U.S., Australia, and the U.K. signed a big agreement about a week and a half ago um, on advanced technologies, uh, submarines, and yeah. uh, sharing of intelligence, and we weren't part of that. Um, and, and the suggestion is that, well, we, we 
haven't shown our hand on Huawei. Uh, we haven't been pulling our weight in intelligence circles. And so uh, it's, I think, you know, this is going to get, get us back uh, on board with all of our allies, which is going to be really important. Yeah, I think that's probably more important than anything else at this point, especially when it comes to dealing with China, because we know there's such an influential force right now. It's going to take a coalition to address it. That's right. And the government has done one other interesting thing in, in just a, a few months ago, um, and that is they brought in a review of research and development so that uh, our Canadian researchers and our universities who have been partnering with Huawei and other Canadian or Chinese surveillance companies like iFlyTech and SenseTime uh, that are responsible for the surveillance in Xinjiang and the Uyghurs, um, that that all has to go under a national security review. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with Huawei uh, projects and whether uh, Huawei uh, stays at the same level as it has in Canada. They like our researchers because they're getting a lot of really good innovation out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see what happens in the longer term. Yeah, and uh, we don't have a timeline on this, but I think the uh, expected outcome, we all know what it is. Um, but I appreciate you joining us, Margaret. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. That's Margaret McQuaig-Johnson who is a senior fellow at the University of Ottawa's Graduate School of Public and International Affairs and spent many, many years inside government. 